0: Welcome to Crest in partnership with Elusive, producer Dodd here to proudly introduce a milestone in guest history. Greg Owen is arguably one of Welsh surfing's best-loved characters. In fact, when Tom and I touched on the idea of a Welsh surfing podcast, we had designed a pilot episode where Mark Vaughan and Greg played off each other. We're therefore stoked that Vaughan is now making his hosting debut, and I can assure you there isn't a dull moment in this one part two will follow in a fortnight and it's the legends only version of the theme tune on this one too here we go enjoy our chat with gregory ross owen
1: summer break and indeed the Pink Floyd version of the soundtrack is deserved. The Legend series as we first called it is perhaps pretty much at its zenith with this one. We've got Greg Owen in our middle here and with me for this mammoth moment in Welsh surfing history. There's also a guest co-host in Mark Vaughan. For anyone who's had the privilege of seeing these two play off each other I can tell you it is one of the finest experiences. And now, it's on the device of your choice for this episode of Crest in partnership with Elusive. In the next two episodes of this podcast, yes, of course we're making it a double, Vaughn and myself will be walking through Greg's incredible career and contribution to our surfing world. Not much, by the way, of intro needed, really, is there? It's Greg. You'll <laughs> figure out pretty quickly why he's such a special dude, so let's welcome him.
2: How's it going, Greg? How are you, Tom? Thank, thank you very much for having me here. Ah, oh, it's an absolute pleasure, I have Good evening, Gregory. I believe it's been at least 18 months since we last cast mm. our eyes on each other. and I, it, it was quite a sad occasion for me, actually, because I think you just tamed me at the Wilkinson Sword oh. <laughs> in Langland. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, oh. uh, I think there's about a the sufficient amount of time for me to show my face again. <laughs> Great well, to see you,
3: right? Nice to see you. Um, I'll be fair to you, I think, as I recall, you arrived late. And you had an issue with your daughter, so I would say, yeah. I don't think you were quite, cl- <laughs> clarity of thought wasn't with you that day. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, no maybe not,
1: maybe. it's no excuse, it's no excuse, lad to go smoked in that contest, that's all that matters, isn't it? Let's move on to Greg. <laughs> <laughs> so, Greg, we got in, you were just unpacking the camper as we pulled up on the driveway then. Where, where have you just been? You've been away for a couple of days, have
3: you? I've been to um, the Badlands of Cornwall, right? Oh, yeah. St Agnes. I've had a wonderful time amazing the kids in the van i've got this blue t5 right it's, it's got a rock and roll bed and it's got the pop top and it's got the awning tent you put on the side the, the best part about its it's got this fridge underneath right It's just the best fridge i've ever seen in any van it keeps everything freezing so oh, if like an, these these cold ones are <laughs> having you from that yeah, similar yeah. thing if you like a cold one at the end of the day and i do yeah um the, the blue van is where you want to be <laughs> Yeah.
2: and uh,
1: get some waves
3: down there we did surf yeah it was small but it was blazing sunshine for the for the for the week straight yeah so you know camping's a chore when you when you haven't got the weather but when the weather's nice everything's everyone's smiling we're on plenty of camping fun we did surf. we had some nice little ways i was i was i was interested in seeing the children develop their surfing skills
1: you like surfing with your son don't you i love
3: it i love it and my little daughter she's got a beautiful style as well yeah um yeah, so it's it's really, really rewarding, richly rewarding for me to see them develop and 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 progress with their surfing. It's, it's absolutely lovely. So yeah, we they they plenty of ways, Put it that way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you uh, do you see yourself at all when you're watching the kids learning to surf? Does it bring back your own first like baby steps? Is it, you know, your own your own days in the dairy bowl, as it, you know, yeah. as I've heard it called sometimes.
3: For sure, for sure, they. They both, they both, even though they're both natural feet, right? I'm yeah. a goofy, yeah? Even though they're both natural feet, is on the, on some of the ways, it's like a little flip version of what I used to be like sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's it's just a wonderful, wonderful thing going surfing with your kids. Yeah. If I'd recommend it to anyone if you ever get a chance.
1: And now they're, of course, <laughs> going to be like, they're second-generation surfers now, aren't they? Cause yeah. Because have got you, yeah. you know, sort of paving the way for them. But that wasn't the case for you, was it? Because you moved it was the same for me actually you know I moved to Porthcawl as an outsider to start with you you came from out of Porthcawl. you weren't mm. sort of born here and then raised here from
3: the year dot were you? No I came from Pencoid but <laughs> right. at uh, the, the age of seven yeah we came down here to live yeah and what a move that was I bet yeah but I joined Newton Primary School yeah and uh, ended up in Porthcawl Comp Brilliant. Immediately in, immediately loving it, immediately realising that it was a move in the right direction. I mean, my father was a fisherman, right? And he was closely related to nature. So that's what coming to the coast for me was like, bingo, I'm in. That's exactly where I need to be. I can, you know, play it out down here. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and then, of course, was it was it your mother or your father who made that decision to have sent you to Welsh medium education? Because tin shara to it right?
3: <laughs> in bach dim not fluent on dim hri not too bad. Oh, tin shara in
1: var, Greg. <laughs> and our Benig all. A couple of kuru in it. After a couple of beers, you start speaking really well.
3: Yeah, King Reebok, you know. <laughs> Um, yeah, in <laughs> a, 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 a pub, Redouin, um well, <laughs> Dylan Thomas. <laughs> uh, so,
2: so how do you follow up from that? So, so apart from speaking your own language in the pub, Greg, when, when you moved to Porthcawl, obviously you, mm. you the sea was on your doorstep. Yeah, did did you? Was the surf a natural progression in terms of were the mates that got you into it or did you just see it and think, oh, I've got to have a go there?
3: We we were in the first first year of comp and we were working in the hydro slide, right? On Coney Beach. And our job was to go down the hydro slide as many times as you can in a day to make the place look busy, right? (laughs) 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 And and one time my mate came and he said, I've got a surfboard, Damien Jones. He said, I've got a surfboard. Let's go for a, and it was our like break time. So we went, we went in the water there at Coney Beach. I said, thought oh, Damien could have a go." Yeah, yeah, sure. I took off on one, and I got up straight away. And I just remembered I was riding along, enjoying myself, and I could hear him screaming, "Greg, get off the board before the fins go in the sand!" <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: but.
3: Um,
1: yeah, this is Damien, Joe, Goofy Fotters, so yeah, real stylist.
3: He was surfer. a wonderful yeah. surfer. I we, remember Damien mm, from his early he
0: surfing like days. I think, didn't he?
3: Back those days, we used to, I used to surf with Anthony Jones and Damien yeah. and Paul Lovell as well. And and then Gardner as well. Auntie Cross was the next. Then yeah. and then Gardner. My relationship with Gardner come into the, the into the fold. Then and then
2: I didn't realise you two had something going like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 not many did. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, but I was Julian for- Gardner of course does have right to reply
2: we'll have him on you when- uh, yes, yeah, so you'll probably give me a clip for that yeah.
3: <laughs> so but oddly enough I, I I look I started surfing in Coney right because I lived in Hookland Road which is like I could chuck if you chuck the tennis ball and, and then went and picked up the yeah. tennis ball and chucked it again you, or if you did that three times you would landed in the sea right so you started surfing at Coney which is probably well Waveland surfing magazine voted <laughs> that place the worst wave in britain right and i'm not so sure i think that's a bit cruel right yeah. but also point being right next door to coney beach is well which point black rocks yeah our point it's probably one of the best rights in wales so so i start surfing in coney and then then as as the surfing game goes on and time continues and, yeah. and the years peel but peel on I'm surfing in the point. Mm. And this is Stongstra up from the house. <laughs> Ideal. On the yeah. back end. Yeah.
2: and it Certainly gives you that, that quality of wave. that gives you the ability to groom your style and groom your turns and, mm. and develop a real, you know, off the bottom, off the top. And So uh, was it, when you were at that stage, you know, in terms of your progression, when did you reach a point that you thought, I'm actually quite good at this?
3: Um... Or are you still waiting? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i always wanted more. I did, when I was a, a, a grommet or youngster, I just served for fun. I went in a few comps and it sort of went okay. Yeah. right. I, I wasn't the best junior. For me, to try and answer the, the question the best I can, I, 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 from about the age of 17, so say 60, 15, 6, 16 to 20, I didn't compete. I just went, oh, oh just. Really? Well, what I did do is I travelled the world looking for perfect yeah. waves. I wanted to improve yeah. my surfing to then go and compete or even maybe then, maybe then go and compete, right?
1: Mm.
3: So I was up rest by then and Rhino goes, um, oh, I'm, I'm going to be in the British team. And I looked at him and I thought, wow, good on you, mate. And I thought, flipping heck, I wouldn't mind doing that myself, actually. Yeah. So that, so about the age of 21, 20, 21, then, started doing this tour around the UK, right? To try and get in the British team.
2: Mm, the British Cup Series. The British yeah. Cup Series. Yeah. Mm.
3: And it went well. And me and both, me and Rhino, went to the British team. We went to California. Yeah. Huntington Beach. 96. Irby was the coach. And it was awesome. And, and I was, we did both did really well out there as well. And it was just brilliant. So my competition... I, did, I did never really, it wasn't until I was like 21, 22 before I thought, right, you can surf and I was up there and compete with anyone in Britain.
2: Now, to touch on, on something in terms of Porthcawl, call, in terms of people don't understand the, the dynamics and, and the surfing community of, of this town, mm. there are some exceptional surfers. You've got European mm. champions, British champions, and there was a real you know, strong hold of of fantastic surfers, not just Welsh surfers, but on the British and European scene through the eighties and into the early nineties. And they, you must have felt at that point that your surfing had to, I don't know, appeal. You had to uh, kind of get their approval. Um, I mean, were there people that were really, you know, helpful in terms of those early competi- um, competitive days, or were there people that knocked you that you have like got oh, that drove you on to to rope be, you, off. you know, yeah, wrote you off, you know? I didn't get it. <sighs>
3: have a little bit of advice here and there but in general you would just go down the beach and they would be there they're in mm. front of your eyes and your eyes just viewing them mm. that does it if that if that doesn't work for you i don't know what will so like in arabian and and these places like the gold coast now the reason we're, they're getting world champions is because there's ex-world champions there it's they're,
2: they're looking
3: time. at them and they're just thinking oh god he's done that. i can do that
2: mm. <laughs> well of course and in this area, you are, and, and not just this area, in Wales, you're infamous for one particular spot that sits in Porthcawl off the Esplanade, the the Asp mm. as it's commonly referred mm. to, uh, a very sucky and uh, appealing left hander to mm. a goofy foot that offers a, a, a short but you know intense barrel. Yeah, and you were of course uh, arrested for surfing there uh, as yeah. a youngster. Can you elaborate a, and a tell the whole story? I
3: a slight issue, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Local cons- was, was it a fashion crime or was it a surfing <laughs> crime? What was it? Local, local, <laughs> local constable. How old just, are you? Didn't
3: see it my way. I was about 14, 15. Oh, you were young then? Yeah, really young. I remember <laughs> the day my cat had died and I was really upset. And we were burying the cat. And uh, I thought, right, I'm going to go surfing now. And I wasn't in the mood to be getting messed around with that day, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm in the I, I, I'm in the water and in, in, in the asp and I, I was on my own, and it was a blazing hot August day, and they just put down a new tarmac. And everyone used to go down here sunbathing. There was people everywhere, like loads of people. <laughs> and I'm surfing away, and then I, I I look around and I see the the. The, the police officer on the beach. And he's waving me in. And I think, ah, I'm not having that. Not today. No way. It's just not happening. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was, it, was it illegal to surf? Yes? At the time,
3: yeah. right, there was an old bylaw. It was a sign that said, bathing dangerous. I remember that um, sign. I think it might have even said, bathing prohibited or... Yeah. Bathing. That's the thing we're So it was an old bylaw and he, there was talk that he, the, the bylaw was so old that he... You'd they'd, they'd find you a shilling and hour. We 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 worked that out, and that come to about five pence in our modern language, modern money. And I thought, I'll pay that. I'll pay that before I go in. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, he waved. He was waving me in, and I and I had, and I had another wave, and he kept waving. I thought, well, I'm going to have a few more waves, actually, mate. You can wave all you like. And by that time, everyone was sort of standing up and pointing and going, "Oh wow, here we go." I had about four or five more waves, and he's, he's probably, in the midday sun, he's getting more and more irate, isn't he? and I uh, eventually go in, I eventually go in, and um, he just, I walk up to him, and he says, right, come on in, we're off down the station. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry.
3: laughs> well, I just looked at him, and I thought, nope, and I just turned around. <laughs> 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 just started running. <laughs> I, in, I ran, and I hopped into the shore break, hopped over the shore break, and just started sprint paddling back to the lineup. <laughs> so
2: <laughs> you, you didn't So you basically <laughs> went in
3: and went surfing again. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Like I say, I would in have moved for it all that day. And, uh, oh my God, it was one of the b- most bizarre sights I've ever seen with my own eyes in my whole life. I, t- I looked around after I was like halfway back out, to the, out the back. The, the police officer was swimming behind me, with oh. <laughs> all his kit on. No way. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Right. Well, in front of the reef, he, he's, but, he's swimming out in the middle of the BS. Because
2: yeah, it doesn't break that far from the shore. No. You, you no, know, no, it's no. one of those ways you could potentially swim to, even if it's oh.
0: sort of overhead.
3: <laughs> in fact, let me go back. At one point, as I as I was running back towards the water, I felt this little thud between my shoulder blades. Right. He took his phone off and chucked it at me. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> oh, 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 I just uh, that just inspired me to keep it, on running. It's
2: just such a saying, there's no CCTV <laughs> <laughs> of this. Oh, like well, nowadays, there would have been
1: 20 phones oh, filming now, would oh, exactly, yeah. It would have been yeah. the social
2: media flipping oh. <laughs> huge hit. It would gone viral.
3: So I blaze it out the back and just carry on surfing away. And he's like, oh, he went back onto the tarmac, adam and he did, he gave up the chase, he went back to the car And he's sitting on the tarmac, right? And he's got his shoes off and he's wringing out his socks and this water dripping <laughs> up and everyone's killing themselves laughing. Oh, 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 oh
2: man. Sending oh, off last of the summer sh- wine, and you were involved. It
3: was just it was just um quite shocking looking back, right? Anyway. I continue surfing, and more revelers continue to join in and look and point and laugh and all that. Then a few more, like of the local constabulary, arrive. Yeah, yes. Then, like yeah, uh, a few be. more panda cars get down there. Then there's a there's a hooli van down there, right? Then in the end, it's two two panda cars, there's the hooli van, and there's 15 feds on the beach. <laughs> you're an escaped felon now.
2: (laughs) You're on the run. um, (laughs) A fugitive. It's a point break, isn't it? We'll get it when you're coming back in.
3: (laughs) I thought about paddling round to Coney to to go, you know, just disappear. I thought, that probably won't work. I thought, right, I don't really know what to do. I'm just going to catch a few more waves and think about it. Then the lifeguard, they, they, they must have sort of asked the lifeguard to paddle out. Chris Hughes paddled out on a mile, right? Yeah. A local local legend, right? He he comes up to me and he says, Greg, I don't really care what you do, right, mate, but I've been advised to tell you that they're going to wait on that beach until you go in, right? (laughs) 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 So you've had that notice off me now. I'm going to go now. You've done my job, like, and he paddled off. So it's a couple more waves anyway, right? And eventually, and I went in and that was it then. Me, the board, in my wetsuit, in the back of the panda car, off to the cell. In your wetsuit? <laughs> in my suit. 1415 <laughs> 15-year-old. That, 15 year old. that um, takes some balls to,
2: to, just to come back and think sodded at that age. and uh, you know, never, bit, kids would have crapped themselves. I,
3: I wanted the move for it that day. and Look, I've got a lot of respect for the, the police officers did, did, these did, did days. i they right? charge you? I go, oh, no. I've yeah. got a lot of respect <laughs> for the... The local officers and police worldwide yeah. these days, right? And changed up from that opinion, right? But when I got back to that uh, the officer, when he spoilt my surf session, I, you know, he was in for a, a torrid of verbal abuse from me also. <laughs> 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 but he, there was lip coming I up think my, so. straight away, yeah. like, you know, how dare he? Like. Right. The charges were actually surfing in the ESP. The second charge was criminal damage from his walkie-talkie that, oh, he, that, he, no, <laughs> wrecked, that he wrecked because he's running the sea through after me and the other one i don't think the. i think he i don't know exactly but he they said oh i, I pushed him or hit him No, i don't think that's true at all i think he might have just added that on to, yeah. to sort of guess i the stick right so we went to the court Simon tucker came along he was brilliant. Player, he looked really, really cool. He had his, his, he had his white shirt on and his black trousers and boots, and he had his, his quiff back. He's well spoken and he talks. You know, yeah. and he looks a million bucks, and he, he was like, <laughs> "Well, we need this break here you now. It's similar to something in Australia or similar to something in America. If we're to get champions, champions progress, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we need this to be able to, we need sure. to serve this." And also, so he, I'm really thankful to him for that. Ken Evans come along from the RNLI. He'd been in the RNLI for 25 years, right? Ken Evans.
1: Fourth call, ocean-going royalty, were not there? For sure.
3: Ken, Pat, Ray. For sure. Yeah. And he said, oh, well, you know, that that lad could have said that young tearaway. (laughs) That young lad, he was on his craft. He wasn't actually swimming. He was on his craft. And in a lot of cases, scenarios, we're using those crafts. To save people. Yeah. I think you would find if something did go wrong on a lot of occasions, it's those guys on those crafts who were there to, to clean up, to mop up the mess anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the judge kind of, when it come to the surfing and actual surfing, he thought, right, okay, well, I'm going to change that now. You guys can actually surf there. So, in a way, I sort of did everyone a favour because we were allowed to surf there in peace then from that day on. That's a
2: groundbreaking achievement to have the law changed locally on the basis of your actions as a 14, 15 year old child. Thank you very much, Mark. (laughs) Thank you very much. I don't think that deserves a round of applause. (laughs)
1: more responsible, more grown up now. That is interesting because I've heard you talk about that, and you know, and say mm. that you sort of sympathise with that officer, a little yeah. Bit. And and during the first of the big COVID lockdowns, the sort of one where there really was all that contention about whether or not mm. to go surfing, yeah. you were very clear about your belief that key workers <coughs> and the law enforcement, That's right. you know, shouldn't be stretched. And and despite being one of the closest people in the town to the ocean, you stayed out, didn't you? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I did. I, I could, again, I could chuck a tennis ball or two into the water from here, but I just... Look, if I was 18, if I was that age, right, wild horses wouldn't have stopped me anyway, but I'm not that age, and yeah. I was old enough to go, well, Oh, hang on now, Greg, if you go in there now, you're going to persuade others to go in there, yeah. and then all of a sudden, it, it, you could potentially... Yeah. be stretching the nhs you know i thought i also thought you'd probably end up on news on sunday where you, yeah, yeah. you'd be on the news with your son pushing your son in and they'd be like oh look at this yeah. pair of idiots so i knew i it, it had a lot to lose but i also felt in my heart it, it wasn't the right time there was a time when it wasn't really it was time to give it a miss for a while yeah. yes
2: Probably the, the it, it was a time for you know reflecting on what was going on around the world yeah. and on our doorsteps. And yeah, uh, it was it was a very difficult time for surfers and uh, yeah, it was, you know, and the story you've just said about being arrested outside the, for surfing at the ASP. You know, probably not since then have we seen police activity on our shorelines. But, right. um, you know, on yeah. the basis of COVID. So yeah, strange times. Strange yeah. times. Right yeah. sounds.
3: Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I spoke to. Her a police officer down Coney about it all and no, no one really knew the rules at that stage did they really no one no, it was, was saying
1: interpretations that's, that's it. right
3: you could go if you really wanted to and if you could walk there and say oh look this is my exercise you could get away with it but you had your own morals to, to, yeah. to fight and if you felt you could if you felt like I did it um,
2: I, th- I think in the I... early days it was really difficult because nobody knew what COVID meant exactly. No, it wasn't exactly like exactly. Nobody knew for sure that you could be two meters apart, wear a mask, and no. you should be ninety-five, ninety-nine no. percent, whatever it was, yeah. safe. It you was it was the unknown silent assassin, and yeah. nobody until the scientists could go, okay. This is safe. This is safe. That's this right. is safe. So we all had to sort of bide our time a bit yeah. until we knew that you know being act- actually outdoors and in the sea is probably one of the safest things you can do. Yeah, yeah. that's so, right. Uh,
3: um, but there at that point, w- there was more questions than answers. Of course, it was. And we, you know, we were airing on a side of caution, really. I right. suppose and you're
2: you're a, you're a public figure, certainly in this area, and you you know, if, 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 as you say, whatever you do, people look at what you do and and would undoubtedly say, well, it's all right for him to do it. He's, he's Greg. Exactly. This, he's that. All
3: I have done was gone persuading everyone. Loads of others to go That's in, it, yeah. and, and basically saying, "Oh, guys, go go down Rest Bay. It's fine." So I, I, took the other, uh, uh, the other initiative, and I went the opposite, and I said, "Look, I'm gonna stay out. Mm. Do what you want, but I'm out of this." Like you know, you but, know, with surfing, it, it's, it's hard grained into my cranium. You know, me and surfing is a, it's, it's, it's connected to every cell of my soul. You know what? These days, I'm, you know, it's to do with my work. It's to do with my kids. I'm so. Linked up with it all, going you know going into those sort of times would have just been yeah. a bit lunacy really, and, and attract too much heat in the wrong direction.
1: You mentioned it being you know ingrained into your soul, and, and as well you know surfing has been your um, your business, you know your yeah. your, your, your your life yeah. work really, hasn't it in every single way. And we're talking about the early days in terms of being a, a young surfer. Can we also talk a little bit about the early days of? No Limit, as you Mm. run it, Mm. Um, because No Limit was originally, um, as our listeners who listened to to the interview with Mark Schofield last year uh, would know, it was originally um, Mark Schofield and Ben at Ruddle, wasn't it? Mm. Um, And then did you sort of start off
3: doing a bit of working with them (coughs) and then
1: take take taking over? Yeah, that's
3: pretty much how we went. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mark and Ben were fantastic to me. They were really good role models and they encouraged me and helped me. Mark was never really going to make a living with his hands, and neither was ben mark Mark was going to make a living talking right He's yeah. a great talker, yeah. and Ben was going to make a living with his with his head doing mathematics yeah. he's brilliant minded neither of them were actually born for ma- making items with their hands, whereas I was, and I looked at it and I thought right well with with the surfing and the and the wetsuit business they basically said i i i I paid them money to I sort of bought it off them in a way right <clears throat> but we all walked away happy as Larry if I and we've always had a loving relationship all close together I am close to them no any given Sunday but you know we sit down and yeah they we I'm, we're good as gold right um but so we walked away all happy as Larry. They moved on. That, that wasn't really for them, right? But I, I, I continued with it, right? So, with the the surfing and the and the m- wetsuit manufacturing, I was very fortunate with the, with the wetsuits. I knew I was going to make wetsuits. I knew that was going to be my job from by the age of fourteen, fifteen. It,
1: it's it's hard to make a custom wetsuit, isn't it? For someone like did, did you did you have to sort of go through that phase of
3: making? Once for yourself, it didn't quite fit first, and all things like that. Or, or it's down to do with it's. It's to do with how good your patterns are, and it's to do with how good your formulas are, and how and how, how much you think that neoprene is going to stretch, and how, how much you need that neoprene to stretch in mm. certain areas, right? You need certain stretch tolerance in different areas, like obviously on the waist. It needs to be it, almost did you firm. Teach yourself it, discover it, or do you sort of? Yeah. Yeah. I did, Mark helped me as well with the patterns and that. He was great at that, and we went through it, and and um, I just carried on then, and, and every time you just go back and you tweak the patterns and you make it closer, then the more you do, the, the, the better they become. It's like it's, anything like. You're in surfing
1: life. in them all the time as well, so you do. Right. what I feel like, yeah. That's
3: right, there was a real desire to make the best wetsuit I could, you know? Yeah. I cared about the, the suits. You know, in the way, way that I care about surfing, in the way that I care about the surfers who I surf with and the surfers who I don't surf with. Um, the suits... Basically, I was fortunate. I knew I was going to make suits for a living for the rest of my life, right, at the age of 15. Now, that's rare to have a guy who think, right, I know what I'm going to do, and then go out and do it. I didn't need to go to college. I didn't even need to do A-levels. I thought, I'm out of here. I'm going off, making, I'm, I'm going off surfing and make... Making wetsuits is my business, and I thought, right, if you the better the surfer you get, the more competitions you win, the more the name you're going to make for yourself, yeah, and the, the easier it's going to be to sell wetsuits, and the more respect you're going to have, and the more kudos you're going to get. So it's going to be an easier ride setting up a business. So that was part of my motivation to try and become a good surfer or like a champion, is to try and make a living for myself. So, in a way, surfing was work, and work. It's is surfing. So you know what I mean, but
2: in, yeah, in that point, Greg, in, term, in, terms of, in terms of making custom wetsuits on your on your doorstep, or you know, even South Wales, it's a relatively small area. You you pretty much see your customers amongst you surfing all the time. All the time. So if you've got a <laughs> made a brand product, you're going to hear about it pretty sharply, and that's going to you know that's going to spread. And mm. I've never heard anyone have anything other than you know high praise for the the quality of the, of the wetsuit and aftercare service that you give. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, I mean that not. That well, I've ever had one off you. <laughs> <laughs> so you br- your brother has though. My brother right? has. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's my only reference point to be fair. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: No, they, they, Look, I have people come back to me. People say to me, uh, do you get many repeat orders? And I say, well, no, not really. They just have a suit and they go away. They, go, they might come years. five, six yeah. years. They don't need to come back. Yeah. The suits are great. They last do you have many referrals and references of other clients yes that's the thing other other guys say to the other guy oh god you've got to go and do that so the reference rate is high let's say because they last i regularly have people come back to me and say oh look i've had this suit for six years there's nothing wrong with it i just want a new one
1: talking about mixing your persona as a surfer with your role as the proprietor of this surfing business right so the wetsuits they're an extension of your surfing right and your surfing is you know is kind of that they're inextricably linked to each other the earliest parts of your competitive career greg um involved coming second in the welsh yeah. a good couple of times in sure, a row right and sure I, I i you're a very competitive person right like round your factory i remember as a grom you know you were making us have competitions over like who could drop a pen to the floor and catch it the quickest yeah you know? who, who can instinct who can guess the name of the next song that's coming on Radio 1 you know with the, the, the quickest and all this kind of thing right you're a really competitive it's a cultural right <laughs> and <laughs> I remember in Stop. particular... I was Carry on! 90- <laughs> <laughs> is this is Mark and Lard. Oh. Oh. We're we oh, we right on. back in having
2: Mark and Lard oh, we, 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 we didn't yeah. so a digress, but we went on a Welsh team trip, <laughs> and we played that game, the yeah. yes-no game, for yeah, about 400 probably. hours. Are like you ready to play noise. the yes-no game? <laughs>
1: yes-no! Ah. Yeah, sorry, Tom, go no, on. No, no, um, it's just... Wonderful memories, that show. It, it, it's still, it's, you can listen to bits of it now. You can hear there's, there's various versions of the yes no game and the cheesily cheerful oh, Chart. I'm gonna have to Google that. The Shed this. of Dread. No, <laughs> no way. That. I'm all over
2: that. That's for sure. So, right, we
1: go from Smiley into this. 99, right? I mm-hmm. remember in particular the Welsh in Manabeer, right? When it was, it was Nate Phillips. Or was it 99 or was it
3: 2000? Two thousand. No, they went in in two thousand. That certainly right. wasn't. The hard year break.
1: Nate Nate broke his board halfway through the final and yeah. he blasted back out. Got two screaming left across the beach at sort of mid-tide, mm. big onshore. Uh, Manabee, was it? it was Manabu, big Manabu, onshore, right? Manabu. Manabu. And I remember you in that pub. There, like you were. The phrase, you know, the phrase that you were sick as a parrot, right? <laughs> and, and and I can remember you walking around and you were kind of mumbling and, you know, you've said you sort of wished, you, you know, you'd won, you, you felt like stuffing your trophy away. I think Vaunt is particularly interested in asking you about that kind of dichotomy between winning and losing. But I want to ask you, right, what's it feel like? Because that's what a really, really powerful, strong-minded competitor they have to go through that mm. pain. They hate mm. losing, right? Mm. And it's the guys who pick themselves up yeah. and go back the year after that become heroes. For sure. And it's the guys who go, that pain was so much, I can't face that pain mm. again. So mm. next year, I'm going to go down with a dodgy wax job and a hangover and not try my best. And then at least mm. in New because mm. you tried your best, you would come up short. But what does it feel like on Monday morning when you go into your surfing-related business to to work in this
3: sport that... The day before has hurt you so much. Well, it's back to the drawing board, isn't it? By Monday, you've got to get your head straight. I mean, at the time after that loss, you know, yeah, you do want to throw your trophy in a sea. You just, for me, look. I got to the final. I got to the final that Welsh ten times, right?
1: Yeah.
3: And I only won it three times.
1: Right. So
3: it's yeah. a lot of averages. You get it. You don't go to the final of any contest, really, win it straight away. It just doesn't quite happen like that. And
1: there's that famous Michael Jordan poster, isn't there, about you know, the number of times he's been asked to take the game-winning shot and failed and all yeah. those various yeah. stats. And he says, i failed many, many times in my life, Definitely. which is why I succeed. That's you know? right. You've yeah. got to
3: learn to lose before you learn to win. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, the losing, if you don't like losing, you, 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 Show what's saying? Show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. Yeah. You can't, you can't no one likes losing. If, you, if, you, if, you, if you're fine with losing, you're never going to really succeed. You, it's got to hurt, but you've got to have a coping mechanism. And mine was, I'd go in, I'd have a massive burger... From the van, because <laughs> <laughs> I've been burger, all
2: the things. We're loaded. Well, you have been on the lettuce sandwiches. <laughs> i have
3: exactly. been on bananas and lettuce sandwiches for the lead, the lead up, and, I, and I've loads and loads of mustard on it as well, right? And <laughs> burn my head off, and just, just go and and I go, yourself. and I just go and I just go back to the car or the van and just sleep and just exit planet Earth and just get out of here.
0: Mm.
3: I'd wake up. <laughs> and I'd possibly have a drink or two with friends then yeah. to just wash it off. Come Monday, Tuesday, it's back to the drawing board. You've got to think, well, oh, I've done well. But I could hardly ever look at it like that, but you've got to think, well, what did I do wrong? How can I do it better? And then just kick on and try it again. It's just kick it back to the surfing and just gain momentum and confidence again. Yeah. But it's, it's not it, easy. Because it, it is a massive, like, you
2: know, for me, with the Welsh Nationals, it was, you know, I've described to Tom before, it's just, I think because of the era we grew up in, in terms of, you know, surfing events were limited, yeah. you didn't have, there wasn't hundreds of events, it, you know, the, the pro tour was a pipe dream for most British mm-hmm. surfers, mm-hmm. and the Welsh Nationals, as a Welsh surfer, was, like the, the pinnacle of, of what you could achieve before going to the next level with British, then European, then world. And it was almost like they were the only options. You yeah, had to get it right there to start with. Yeah, and, and for you, like I know how competitive you are, and like that pain and hurt, but you, mm. you turned that around, and then that feeling of that first win.
3: Oh, when you win it. Jeez,
2: look out. How many <laughs> beers did you
3: have after that? <laughs> I was king of New York. <laughs> of New York. <laughs> yeah, Our town's getting painted red, all right? <laughs> so, so, when, when you won, right, forget the heat, forget the process.
2: What happened the immediately after, the, once you got through all that, you know, razzmatazz, I mean, mm. of course, I can't even think, was it going mobiles then? Would you have had a mobile, maybe? Did you phone home? Did you just scream back to Porthgall?
3: Did oh, you, you stay scream, sooner or later, you're screaming. I used to do the screaming sort of in a secretive place. <laughs> You'd go back to the van or the car and some... You were daft to scream your lungs out. Yeah, because you were just so blown away. Yeah,
2: and you know you've got that for twelve months. Then you're the That's three, right, the, yeah, the top dog. It, yeah, the
1: the the ten minutes before the presentation is horrible. Though, I hated it. it. Oh, you're the whole
3: you know, they read out. Oh, oh that's the hardest oh, place. time. For oh, it's, it's not you. That I, whole, oh, no, like, no, I fourth touched. place. You're <laughs> like, oh, I'm not fourth.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, that's good. Cool, and, that's, and of course, yeah. you've got everyone, because no, there was no electronic scoring, yeah, nothing no. like that. Everyone's like, what do you think? Oh, you're yeah, first yeah, or second, first or second. The amount of people that said, oh, you're first or second, fourth place, Marvon. Yeah. And you're like, what? I just felt like, yeah, you saw You, you, I've
1: and that put that second place. So then they go second place. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> breath hold. Your first voucher was, it was, it was Swinnow, Frenchie, yeah. and LBR Was it in the final
3: year? Yeah. Yeah, Swinnow, no, Swinno, James, I think. Swinnow, Frenchie, and James. Yeah. Okay. And they, they were on a, a peak a little bit further to the right than me, and I was on another peak. Which.
2: And in, this was at Freshwater. Yeah,
3: yeah, in Fresh. It was about mid tide, and as I recall, the peak I went for had less waves going in through it, and they were slightly smaller, but they were running faster. Right. And I just thought, right, get on that, clip our vertical three times. Back then, you had to get three or four waves, right? Hope for the best. Yeah, and, I, and they worked out good. They were all, st- they stuck together and sort of tussled with each other, and I just went, no. Nah. So they
1: read out second place. It was either like Swin or
2: Frenchie, wasn't it? And then...
3: Yeah, I, know
1: that. I think it might have been Frenchie that year because Frenchie
2: was one of those guys who, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I know Chris won a British Cup.
3: Yeah, uh, well, Spud was Matt. Spud, oh, it was really. Spud, Spud Spino and
2: Frenchie, Yeah,
3: I don't know second. Interesting question. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting you don't remember because, <laughs> and, and, and so again, I think, the you know, play the, play the, the
2: whole the mental side of it in terms of first and second. I mean do you recall every second no. or do
3: you recall all the finals or do you just recall the ones that you won or the ones that they win like and how you won blown away you know yeah they're the ones that you they, they, they do they, they're downloaded into your at a at a heavier rate aren't they Then mm. they 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 go straight to your heart They're significant on your soul the seconds and the you always remember you sort of have some kind of memory of most of the finals along the way and and the, the, something linked up about it you know but.
2: and you you course out 3 yes open titles welsh open titles yeah and that fourth one because i know you're you've mentioned james thomas Rhino, aka yeah. presenter yeah. on the show yeah um yeah, he 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 had four he did and does as on a local bragging rights and as being at the same school age, and he, you know, as you just said, you know, earlier, earlier on, he, he sort of pushed you into that
3: whole. Mm, I'm very thankful for him as well. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Did, Was he there had any, a any desire
2: to overtake him to equal him, or no yeah. was it
3: just? A, yeah, it was. Yeah, I wanted to get five. No. Mm-hmm. just just run out of time. Yeah. You should have started it. Yeah. Yeah, you get all that. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> <you're> <laughs> too busy. having a good time. Like 15
0: to
1: 20 bit <laughs> you were talking about earlier. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was. There was times when I, I was. Well, I remember once I was away. I was coaching a British team. I missed it then because yeah. I was in Durban. There was another one. I had an injury. You've been quite lucky on that front on the injuries. But you mm-hmm. do not. Not. You not do so talk bad. about eight. do so don't bad. You talk about eight. I do say I got eight Welsh titles. Yes, I do. And oh? I'll, t- I'll tell you why. Right. Nice, no, only I'm gonna. I'm backing him up all the way. Yeah. What well, you
2: kept? What you counted?
3: Every every Welsh national win for me is is a, is a win. What like? Seniors, you including masters? Masters? So you're including See You're not in including those. Hey, hey. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. Oh, hang on. You
2: can't include
1: those. Oh, hang on. Right. I, I got <laughs> zero if you <laughs> can't
3: include them. I can't. You can't <laughs> include I
1: can't,
2: those. I can right? and I do. Don't <laughs> you,
3: <laughs> <can't, laughs>
1: you, <laughs> you? include them all you
2: want. You I can like, no, tell no. you another one who does that is uh, Chris Guts Griffiths. So he's like 15 times world champion. I'm like, hey i'm with him i'm with <laughs> no, him all the okay. way i don't know about this
1: right, that, i'm with yeah. him all the <laughs> way otherwise i can't be one time okay fair enough all <laughs>
3: right, right mr vaulner let me talk to you please sir. <laughs> you talk to him greg if you
1: listen now Vaughan, the man's right
3: if you're like national champion and even say tiddlywinks right <laughs> yeah. that's a great achievement as a lot of people out there who play tiddlywinks right yeah <laughs> and also to go into the that's the seniors is hard. The, the seniors, I didn't say it wasn't. The seniors and <laughs> the masters. By the time you get to the final, it's as hard as. It's the same guys. It's the same guys. I mean, you were standing there next to me on most of those occasions, right? And, yeah,
2: usually second. No,
3: a lot of the time you'd have it on the win on the day, and some of the time I'd have the win on the day. But my point being, all right, it was less heats to get, less less heats to get through to get to those finals. But the, the finals were as, as difficult as.
2: Well, a lot of the time, the senior finals are the same as the open finals. That's But right. my point is is that when somebody says, you know, you're two times, three times, Welsh champion, that generally for me means you're the mm-hmm. open champion. Like it's like Nick Valdo twice, you know,
3: I understand what you're saying. But what I would say is... I'm not degrading your titles to, at all or win, anybody else. Who's to won, win you know, the senior... It's just my own viewpoint. To win the senior or the master, you had to not do the open. So you had to sacrifice the open and say, right, okay... I'm going to go for the other one now. Because you can't just do them all. You're yeah. not like, you know, you're not like superhuman. It just didn't work. When, from my experience, Getting t- taking care of that Open final in itself and taking care of the Open victory, you needed to not do any other categories. So for me, it was either do the Open or I would go with the Senior and the Master.
2: <laughs> uh, well, I guess that in...
3: in do how many the... t- Welsh titles you got? <laughs> I, I, I don't... I haven't got a clue. We'll <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I'll
1: have to look
3: through you, the, uh, <laughs> Books, well, you might look at a different It's not limit.
2: eight. Yeah, it's probably nine. <laughs> <laughs> seven and three-quarter by not know, Oh, yeah, probably <laughs> seven. It'll be nine or seven,
0: won't it? Four of you know, them in two
2: weeks. Or, Yeah, it's, it, there's no way it we'll would be... We, if I recall that would mean there's going to have to be some sort of flipping uh, <laughs> and more results. Well, there's tomorrow. more to come. But you, you look at professional sport now, and you look at professional sports, and there's no way that... I oh, Mind you, swimming... I was going to say, there's, there's no, no way that you. professional sports will be able to look at entertaining two categories. And you've got swimmers do about, well, well they do about four, yeah. five, six, even eight.
3: Different level of fitness. You want to get down to
2: mm-hmm. the gym. <laughs> you would have won more. <laughs> 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 no, I, 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 digress, digress. It's, it's fascinating listening to your side of... of, of that's
3: why I say it's fair to do it. Eight. And and
2: you've, you didn't, as, as far as I'm aware... British title? Did that elude no, you? I come
3: second three times,
2: and, and, and that's that is you know to the <laughs> listener the same that guy. Is open Lee Bartlett. O- open level.
3: No, that's not that's that's not that's not open level either. It was, I, I did come second to Lee,
2: but in the open it took, you made the open. final in the yeah, open. Yeah, yeah. You came second to Lee in the open.
3: I'm a senior, and a master, yeah.
2: yeah. and you and so you made three uh, three, three British finals, yeah. open, senior, and masters, Correct. and lost to the same person. Correct.
3: The nemesis, the thorn in the side. Righty Moses, that's right, you
2: haven't had a hitman to him. If there's a a grandmasters, we'll uh, we'll have Bartlett
3: move in the contest. In the late late
1: 90s, early 2000s, he was almost. And stop He's some surfer. British surfing competition,
3: wasn't it? Yeah, he'd he? Yeah, he yeah. to come towards the judges yeah. on the left hander, and he'd be going quicker and quicker as he come along. In the and the end, he was like mm. flipping Disney dust coming off the back of his board. <laughs> <laughs> just, just. <laughs> like, like Victor Rebas, no, Lee yeah. was an exceptional uh, surfer.
2: There's, there's no doubt, and um, yeah, is. that's an, an, another story. But and a European title, well, Greg. Again, I know you made a number of... You, you'll recall how many finals. Mm. God, I, I, I've seen you on that podium a few times.
3: Yeah. Um, it's hard in Europe, isn't it? It's another level up again. But um, I got to the final in Ireland and had a wonderful competition. But I remember... I remember it, it was me and Gemma. The Bandoran year. In Bundouran. 2011. We ended up on the podium, yeah. yeah. Gemma and Harris. I was, I was sort of like... Um, I, I sort of knew it was a good result and I was quite... I, I didn't really well, you, oh, you, of course you're away with the Welsh team right and all the team are close together and you're all doing the mm. same thing right and in the end yeah, they're all looking at you and you're the guy who's made it to the podium and, I'm, and I wasn't really that happy and after that I regretted that then because I thought well alright you just took your trophy and you were very sort of I remember it d- d- you are
2: very gracious and gracious and very, you know I as, as you would. no I not you, you, you served
3: uh, well uh, when I got to the final in the Azores right like this is
2: over 35 Masters level yeah that's yeah.
3: right I thought right on our podium, I'm going to give it a big one, right? And I'm going to have a laugh, and I'm going to give the boys something to cheer about, right? And we all had a mega time after that. It was yeah. funny on the podium, and we had a hell of a night dance, because it was everyone needed something to aim, to cheer about. After mm. see, so that, that... Azores <laughs> event, though.
2: I mean, I wasn't at that when I was in Ireland, but the Azores event that was in in some respects, probably the reason that you enjoyed that more because you still held. That desire and, uh, and belief that you could perhaps win that Europeans in 2011. Yes, yes. And whereas once you got to the Zorz, it's another few years on. You're a little bit older. And perhaps it was just to make the final was a fantastic
3: achievement mm. itself. It was solid mm. ways from what yeah. I saw,
2: you know, and, and difficult ways.
3: I could but, have done better, but I didn't. Could have, should have, would have. I mean, I beat the other guys in the final on the way to the final, but then blew it in the final. Tough luck.
2: That is the way it goes. I can offer you some food for thought here, right? You're going to like this, right? Pause and listen for a second now. You, now you, as my memory recalls, and you did touch upon it earlier. You competed for for Great Britain at the Worlds in I forget the year, ninety (laughs) six. Okay, and that was at Huntington, California. It was brilliant, and you finished. In the top 2016? No, I was 41st. 41st? Oh, was my records are rubbish. But there was 196 people. <laughs> 196 in the event. people. And that was the first year or one of the year, yes. 10 yes. years At first the, year the pros
3: ch- were in. that's right. Shane Bash, Taylor Knox, Taylor Knox, Taylor, Nox, yeah. Taylor uh, Mungabari was there. Boris LaTeX here.
2: But didn't you go again? You went again to
3: Huntington. You went twice, didn't you? It was to the world, so am I getting you
2: confused with Rhino? <laughs>
3: I went to the Worlds as a like a to South Africa and I was a coach stroke replacement and I, and I coached the junior section and the longboards. I coached the minor categories and I was there as also as a replacement or a, mm. re, a reserve and I needed and they needed it, they didn't need it, so I just coached. Um, was, uh, so, but on the basis of that Huntington, so just going back mm, to that, you
2: were 40 in the top, what is it,
1: 46? 40,
2: 40, 40, 40, so bear in mind. Your
1: 41st stat still works for this food. Yeah, I think, I think it does. Because you've got guys in the top
2: 44 yeah. who finished Don't, filling out the t- first... Tom knows where I'm going with this. Because yeah. I, I worked out that if that was yeah. earlier this year or last year, COVID aside, if you were at the ISA World Championship... There's four, Salvador, there's four Aussies and, yeah. in front of you. Yeah. There's four
1: Americans in front of you. Yeah, there's, right.
2: there's four Brazilians yeah. in front of you. Yeah, you would have potentially... I've been going to the Olympics mm. in Tokyo mm. this year mm. with that flag mm. as a British surfer because that, ladies and gentlemen, that are listening, is the level that you were at at that time in mm. terms of competitively. And you know, forty-first, you could have gone another heat or two or three. My or- fin fell out. in the end. <laughs> well, I
3: knocked it. I knocked it on the sand. On the sorry, no. The yeah, no, you carry on. I knocked. I, I, I cracked the fin in the heat before, and that what finally killed me off was my own surfboard. <laughs> I remember flipping up the, the fin down, I couldn't. I just wait, wait, kept you damaged my, it. Or? I just kept falling off on the waves. I took off and I was like, like a total beginner. Gla- and then,
1: glassed
2: in fins. I, I flipped, in
3: fins I flipped the board over. He was on the pier looking down at me. I flipped the board over and it was two two fins left. And I just looked at him as if to say, "Oh wow, it's only a fifteen minute heat. What am I going to do here?" Meanwhile, Taylor Knox is tearing past you, or whoever it is you're in here with. <sighs> it's it's, it's tala, sayonara. Yeah. Out you go.
1: So, I mean, but On what that. about what he's saying there? Then, yeah, that could have been.
3: Oh God, alive! I'd have jumped to that, right? I, I was, I was, I was. Look, I'm a Welshman, but I'm, i I'm, I'm a British man as well, right? And I would have jumped at surfing for the UK and um, going to the Olympics. That was one thing that I would have dreamed up to it. No, and you, you, you,
2: well, almost everyone that's listening, though, I'm
3: sure. I would wouldn't have, have but... I wouldn't have done of that at all. No. I would have just gone, hey, put my name down for two of them, please. <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: Greg, a fantastic
3: competitive
2: career um and in terms of you know you you, we've had conversations Mm. after a few beers and you've shared with me stuff that you've gone you know what maybe I should have you know that kind of you know you're a little bit older in the longer in the tooth greyer in the hair and you're thinking should I have maybe given the EPSA a go or the WQS should I have gone and how, you weren't that far away. Maybe with a more prolonged effort, yeah. more coaching. Not you'd have to needed, work.
1: You'd needed to do that first year where you don't you don't place that well For you know, sure. you, to start breaking mm-hmm. through. You know, it and was,
2: surfing with better surfers yeah. then
1: progressing. But, but then, but yeah, then I definitely. think in both of your cases, I've said this to Vaughn and spun him out with it before. I think in both of your cases, you know, you'd have, you'd have been there.
3: I I I personally believe my sounding edit oh. Hope it doesn't. I think we it both, won't. I think we both aimed a little bit low. I aimed to be the best surfer in Britain. Alright, I was second. Not not that's, that's, Yeah. Right. And yourself, you did get British titles, right? Yeah. I didn't aim to be the best surfer in Europe. I certainly didn't aim to be the best surfer in the world. Had I aimed a bit higher, had you aimed a bit higher, had you aimed to be the best surfer in the world, you might have been the European champion.
2: And that's something Chlewellyn Whitaker touched upon yeah. when we had him on the show going back a, a, few, you know, yeah. a few weeks back. He said, aim high. So yeah. we, we aim yeah. for Wales that's, as, as yeah, the really pinnacle. Yeah. And we're both in full-time you know, in jobs and yeah. you, you had your own business. That's right. And, and that was perhaps a distraction from that striving to go one well, further. I don't know. Uh, but certainly in, in your case, you know, competitively, you were on such a rich streak from that 95, 96 to Uh, early 2000s even Mm. Um, and that you know it's uh, what would you sorry I know Tom would uh, wants to quiz you on some of the sort of thought process of you know your own surfing and
1: yeah I think that's really interesting you're saying there you know about mindset and how you box yourself in because I know that one of the things I enjoy hearing Greg talk about in terms of mindset was it's kind of the opposite thing, is how you didn't box yourself in in big finals because you were very comfortable surfing backhand. Mm. And and, mm. and that is kind of the same thing Vonnie's talking about there, isn't it? It's about saying, Right, you know, I'm aiming for this, I'm aiming for that. And you were telling me that you think that the sort of key to a lot of your mm. big contest wins was yeah. that that you didn't really have an issue with going backhand, whereas a lot of surfers will sort of try to I said, uh, sorry. Sorry. just tried. To... <laughs> <laughs> I think you might need one of these, Greg. That <laughs> was uh, for the for the benefit of the listener. Can't Mark be. Vaughan has just attempted to open a beer very, very, very quietly, only to find
2: that, that <laughs> such a
1: thing drinks. is impossible.
2: <laughs> uh, you um, don't get to drink with friends very often these days.
1: <laughs> so the. Um, yeah, key to winning contests, not being worried about going backhand. But that's a little bit of a mindset thing too, isn't it? And you were saying that a lot of surfers box yeah. themselves in mentally Definitely. in a big heat because they're looking to go forehand.
3: Exactly. What, if you're nervous, right, you tend to go to the forehand, right? Yeah. But by doing that, you're limiting what waves you can catch, right? In the, in the heat. And the strategy has got to be, strategy A, go out and get the best waves that are coming in. Yeah, Linda
1: Sharp always used to tell me, get yourself on two of the best three waves to come through so you're gonna and win. you'll go through.
3: Definitely. It's still always. it's still true today and it was yeah. always back, it was very true back in my day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's
2: all at peach breaks as well, all
3: the events yeah. mostly. Multiple peaks, Multiple left peaks. and right. Yeah, yeah. So you, strategy A, get the best waves. Strategy B, get the best waves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and um like, with... I I I would didn't care whether they're best for lefts or rights. Because if you go... If, I'm a goofy foot. I'm a goofy foot. If I go out looking for those lefts and the best waves are really rights, then I don't get them. Then the other guy's going to get them and I'm going to not get through that heat or not going to win. He's going to get them and win. So you can't just let them have the best waves.
2: And, and it's, it's so disconcerting when you're in a heat scenario and you, you're literally... And if you, you, know, you see that guy who's taking the best ways in the heat and you're just like like, oh no (laughs) especially I mean you know (laughs) you know someone like Bartlett you you saw a left or a right and you were like oh no you you were actually hoping that no ways came his way (laughs) or the really really rubbish ones so uh, it was definitely out and in terms of your own surfing style and technique Greg and I know that um, I think with um, you know you have a slightly unusual style, a, a, a bit like myself, on the, on the forehand. Your backhand was definitely a weapon. But one thing that sticks out for me is that, you know, your surfing, when the waves get good, is, is always super ironed out. And, 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 you know, we've had some fantastic surfs and some great, great waves over the years. But perhaps one of the most amazing things I have ever seen you do was win the Celtic Games. Mm. Um, and to explain what the Celtic Games are to those who, who've never heard of the Celtic Games, it was a, a water festival that brought all the Celtic nations. Uh, and in its first year, I believe it's held in it Brittany. Was, yeah. uh, and it brought all sorts of different water users together, and, and people in, in and boats and, and, and kayaks and all sorts. And they had, it was uh, two full contests of all the Celtic nations, mm. um, the finals, isn't uh, it? Yeah. and a grand final. And you won the first two contests, beat all the better. The Cornish were there, the Welsh, mm. the, all French. The, the French, uh, and, and Portuguese, and uh, the um, Galician. and, and yeah. Galicians and yeah. Galicians. You beat them all, not once, not twice, mm. but three times.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> And the festival that was laid on was very new to us all because it was a proper sporting event in terms mm, of mm. it was almost felt like a mini commonwealth games yeah it? it was yeah. huge stages huge audiences or well, later
3: on we were looked after it was plush yeah yeah the talk how was Foods, that As, i drinks.
2: mean you had your own song <laughs> <that we operated laughs> for you. it was the most complete surfing performance i've ever witnessed i think in terms of total dominance from the day you set foot on that beach to the day you you walked yeah. off, and uh, you know, five, six well, days later. thank you
3: very much. It was... I, I found my own little routine of what I wanted to do before heats. I'd go and find my own little space to warm up, and I found... But, but like you said, by that time, I was probably the, 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 the... I was probably the best surfing I was doing in my life anyway, or at least it was. I was at, at the most... I was ahead of the game at that point. But one thing I remember, right... At the end of it, they say, go to the podium, collect your trophy, right? I, got, I get up to the podium. One guy gives me a glass of champagne and I just sort of drain it. The next guy puts a Welsh flag around my shoulders and just says, and he says, when you get down in front there, just hold it up. And I said, all right. <laughs> and I just sort of walked out. And I looked in front of me, and like you said, it wasn't just a surfing event. It was all the other disciplines, yeah, kayaking yeah, and uh, doing Thousands was, of people. There. there was about five to 10,000 people there. And I'm standing there in front of them, looking at them with this flag up. And all the boys up there, I could see them all revving off. And I was just <laughs> like blown away. And it just, it just blew me away for years. And it was just such a wonderful experience that will just live with me till the day I die.
2: No, it was you know to, to witness that it was it was really something special and it it's hard to uh, explain to our listeners that weren't there but there, there was it was a beautiful beach it was the conditions were, were fun yeah. mostly yeah uh, and we were, had <laughs> I, I, well, it was very well organized it's thanks to Herbie and Lindu who put us up in luxury uh, mash. Remember the TV show <laughs> Mash? Yeah. Nineteen, uh, you know the, <laughs> those big like army green yeah. tents. We were all on uh, all fold-away beds on, right. and those uh, freezing cold. <laughs> <in there. laughs> Twenty of us in one of
3: them. <laughs> you remember one big, big baguette with a, like Banking. about fourteen bits of bacon and three eggs in it every morning, and we were all like queuing up. Yeah, so, Herbie just be stood, stood in front of that
2: barbecue every morning, just cursing, going, "I hate camping." You, yeah, he did, you, didn't. He just
3: never said any Fuck other words. Camping, I hate camping. And yeah. you, you never know uh, what anything is. Where's your bags? <laughs> all unorganised. Camping. I like, hotel, I like hotels. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: a great trip and uh, and a massive, massive result
0: great stuff there guys i'm sure you'll agree that the first part of greg's tale was both funny and inspiring In a fortnight, we'll hear more about his surfing, as well as some of the more comedic aspects of his character, including the pranks Vaughan has played on him in the past. Will Greg finally get his own back? Find out on the 20th of September in the next episode of Crest in partnership with Elusive.